Young Dogs. I'm David Hankins. I'm Paul Hankins. I'm Trevor Hankins. And you're on the air with Power Squared. I uh, hope everyone had a thanks, good Thanksgiving. Yes. And safe yes. travels and all that. Uh, we're here to talk about Rohan. Yes. Uh, and specifically the drama series yeah. based uh, on the character from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, Thus Spoke Kishibe Rohan, or Thus Spoke Rohan Kishibe, depending on the exact translation. Okay. Rohan Kishibe was a, is a character, or a recurring character in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 4, Diamond is Unbreakable. <laughs> yes. Uh, he's a manga artist uh, whose stand ability is called Heaven's Door, which allows him to literally read people like a book and even write in commands that they are unable to disobey. Right. <laughs> yes. So uh, it's uh, you know, commands like, you can't attack Rohan, right. or you'll fly back like 20 meters or something. Try not to <laughs> rip him off or something. <laughs> um, yeah. Now, in the original, was he, he? My first impression of him at the time was he was kind of a villain. Uh, he was a minor antagonist, uh, but after his, the initial encounter with him, he became an ally. Right. And so, um, anyone want to talk more about him as far as in JoJo's? Yeah, in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, he's a recurring ally. Again, after the first encounter, uh, and he ends up having his own uh, adventures or side battles of his own, which still contribute to the uh, ongoing story in their own way. And he uh, is also important in a way during the uh, final battle. Okay. Yes. So, I don't know how many years ago that was published. Uh, I believe uh, Diamond is Unbreakable was published in the. Was that from the nineties and? Yeah, this is from the nineties. Okay, yeah. and so and so, thirty some years later, they decided to make a. Dr drama series. Yeah. On Japanese uh, on Japanese television. Yes. Yes. Uh, about the character, do we know anything about why they decided thirty years later to jump in and do it, or? Well, uh, throughout the years uh, since. Uh, Diamond is Unbreakable, uh, Hirohiko Araki had been sporadically doing a series of one-shots yes. called Thus Spoke ah. Rohan Kishibe, or again, Thus Spoke Kishibe Rohan. Okay. Uh, in English, there's, they're collected into two volumes that are released in English, although uh, there's one story that we haven't been able to get over here where it was a uh, collaboration with Gucci. Yes. Oh. It was excluded from the English volume, apparently, because uh, Shueisha told them to. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, and, and by Gucci, you mean the designer? Yeah. Yes. Okay. The, okay. Right. Yeah, so the fashion sure. company. Right. Was... Yeah, the fashion company. Okay. Yes. Um, so, how and when were those done? Do we know? They were done at, like, different points in time. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like, and across uh, different magazines. Okay. Yes. And uh, he... Also gave uh, commentary in the volumes, like he reflected on how uh, the when he uh, he unconsciously uh, managed to make the feel of the one shot match the feel of the magazine it was. <laughs> okay. 
Like, uh, there was one, one, one shot was made for, uh, magazine called, uh, Besatsu Margaret, which, uh, from, my under, from what I know, it seems to be based, it seems to be aimed at, uh, a female demographic. Okay. Uh, so, uh, he, because of that, he, uh, ended up, uh, giving the story a happier ending. <laughs> okay. It could usually be years between one shots. Like, the first one was, uh, was that around part four or five? Uh, I think it was like part five-ish. <sighs> yeah. do, do you think he came back yeah. to the character because he kind of, you know, related to him in some ways? Uh, for, sorry, for the first one, uh, he was told to make a one-shot, but he was told uh, to not have it connect to any of his previous works. Oh, that's weird. When he was, like, developing it. Mm -hmm. Uh, he inserted Rohan, Rohan Kashive anyway, because he thought that made the story more interesting. Okay. <laughs> I, was, I was like, if he wasn't given that, something like, if he wasn't given that limitation, he might not have tried to use Rohan. Because <laughs> okay. Rohan does relate to... Previous. Yeah, but it's not, like, directly connected. Right. Uh, anyway... I believe the first one shot was around part five-ish, and then he picked it up again during like parts seven and eight. Okay. Yes. Again, sporadically. So, um, this series, which was like three episode seasons, there yeah. was three of them, but there was like three episodes each, right? Except for the final one was two. You're and talking it, about the drama, yeah. Yes. So those were on Japanese TV yeah. a few years ago? Uh, starting from 2020. Okay. Uh, they had been, like, they did three a year. Or three in 2020, three in 2021, two in 2022, and then uh, theatrically released movie uh, 2023. Is this sort of like how Disney wants you to watch all these shows before you watch the movie, or does this just happen <laughs> to be how it works in Japan? I think it depends on the agreement. Okay, I'm just, you know. Like, for example, when uh, Demon Slayer was being made into an anime, it was already decided that the Mugen Train arc will be adapted as a movie. Okay. Before they even started developing the movie. Yes. All right. Um, so, and there's, who's the lead in this series? As in who portrays the lead? Yes. Uh, Issei. Yeah. Issei Takahashi. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And to me, he is Rohan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In the drama series, uh, Takahashi manages to perfectly capture uh, Rohan's personality and his physical acting uh, really brings out uh, the tension of the scene. Right. Because it's it actually feels like he's act reacting realistically to the supernatural events going on around him. Yes, he gets very casual. Yes. Have the story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we watched this with in Japanese with subtitles. Yeah. So yeah, that's the only way it was yeah. available. This was, was this on Prime or something? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. in the U.S. Uh, it was available Amazon Prime. Um, Free with Prime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it was. He's really good in, in that role. Yeah. And uh, you get the sense that, yeah, he is he is Rohan. Yeah. So yes. I think he really nailed it. 
I, and I'm sure he's watching this podcast, hoping we'd say that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and then he's got an editor. Yes. And uh, her name and who played her? Uh, Joka Izumi. <laughs> okay. Uh, name of that character. She's kind of... Um, you, you get the idea that she is sort of a corporate, uh, you know, person brought in to sort of... She doesn't seem to ever really change him so much yeah. as just sort of he puts up with her more. In <laughs> <laughs> uh, the drama, she is portrayed by Marie Itoyo. Okay. Uh, again, I know nothing about her or the, the guy that, you know, Takahashi, but... Uh, I think she does a good job with sort of playing sort of this, you know, uh, kind of, uh, I'll say, pain in his ass <laughs> <laughs> that he puts up with and sort of... Uh, they have you know, they have good chemistry because they're opposing personality. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and in uh, the one-shots, uh, she only appeared in, like, uh, one or two of them, I think. Mm -hmm. But uh, in the drama, they made her more of a regular character. <laughs> right. And uh, in the drama, she and Rohan have a good, uh, like, dynamic. <laughs> yeah. There's always, a, there's always a scene in the in the drama where he's throwing her out the door and handing her a purse. He's <laughs> 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 like, I'm tired of you now. Go away. Yeah. Um, so are the... Are all the stories in the drama taken from these one-shots? Uh, not all of them. Okay. Uh, most of them are. Okay. Yes. Uh, in addition to the one-shots, there are also uh, a, uh, there are a few uh, prose collections. Okay. There was a story, a Rohan story, Rohan-centric stories written by other people. Okay. <laughs> And uh, one of the drama episodes is based on one of those. Okay. And uh, a couple, uh, two episodes were uh, based on Rohan-centric arcs from Diamond is Unbreakable. Okay. Yeah. Specifically the, uh, where the, the Diamond is Unbreakable version is the fights against the stands, Cheap Trek, and Boy, Boy, to, man. Boy to Man. Okay. The alternative uh, name for the Boy Two Man fight is a uh, rock paper scissors kid. Oh, <laughs> I really hated him. <laughs> <laughs> just like this, he he just seemed to have it out for him for really no good reason. Yeah, and uh, just yeah, I, I was waiting for him to just, you know get rid of dispatch <laughs> with him or whatever. Yeah, he, it, I I liked the beginning. His reaction was like nothing better than beating a small child—not <laughs> 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 physically beating him, but right. just you know, defeating, <laughs> defeating. Yes, yeah. just, <laughs> that sounds. Yeah, um, but that kid was just relentless, and un, uh, he had his own stand. Yeah, or his uh, wasn't. No, what's interesting about the drama is that they uh, managed to completely divorce. Uh, Rohan and his, uh, I guess, misadventures uh -huh. from uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, but they did it in a way that made it more accessible without uh, sacrificing the spirit of the stories. 
Um, so like they don't say stand even a single time. Right. Most uh, heaven's door is presented as a gift. He mentions that repeatedly yeah. as his gift. Uh, and there's always uh, in the first episode of each season they always uh, demonstrate heaven's door and explain uh, its how origin and how it works. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. He um, they also handle it. Uh, you know, in the as I recall in the anime you know you kind of the person's face kind of becomes a book and here it's they they do it more where it's on top of the person i mean the face sometimes yeah. you can see kind of like little outlines of the person's face under the book yeah you can uh, they uh also have a minimal use of very minimal use of cg right so they do practical effects wherever possible and at some point i was kind of figuring out how they did the practical effects for heaven's door now there yeah. was one of them where they Next, right. Actually, uh, there were a few uh, effects and uh, some effects in the drama where I actually found it more impressive after learning that that was a practical effect. <laughs> right. The other thing um, wasn't there was one of the shows where they changed up how they did Heaven's Door. Yeah. Uh, the third episode, they... I could not find a source on the exact reason, okay. but for that one episode only, uh, Heaven's Door literally turned people into a physical book right. that he could pick up and read. Right. No. I, I'm, guess, I'm, I'm guessing one reason they did that is because in the live action version of the story, uh, they, the books uh, open in a way that does this like particular effect (laughs) what's interesting about i i can't speak for sure (laughs) what's what's interesting about heaven's door's ability in general the heaven's door ability in general and the drama is that uh the books are all done in a way that matches the personality of the that little um rock paper scissor kid it was very exacting kind yeah of like graph paper, paper yeah and the uh, graph paper with uh japanese characters exactly in each um and, like it izumi uh when hers is uh, when it's done on her it's like a fashion magazine right <laughs> and there was somebody he opened up and there was black in there and stuff. yeah yeah it was you know kind of not that's not a good sign yeah um <laughs> Yeah, and then the in the story it starts out where um, she has a boyfriend who sort of seems like he's kind of shell shocked or whatever, and then we kind of get his backstory and he kind of leaves the story. Yeah. Which and then, but that was kind of interesting how they handled that too. Yeah. Yes. They for the series they also take what are otherwise desperate stories and have it so that. They're connected, and each, three of them are connected each season through an arc. Right. Or in the case of the third season, two of them. <laughs> yeah. And he's, uh, you get the idea that he's well-known. Yeah. Uh, can't walk the streets without people. You know, <laughs> uh, and he gets kind of, like, used to it and tired of it at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't look like a guy that uh, puts up with fools. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, so he's, he, his personality comes through very strongly. Yeah, and like again, Takahashi brings out how Rohan is like abrasive, but he has a good heart. <laughs> yeah, and I I think they kind of um, I'll say toned down the care the he he wears a black 
uh, kind of headband. Yeah. Instead of as I looks like multicolored on the, you know, he just. It depends on uh, what Araki felt like coloring it at the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's about the black, and he wears a lot of black. It just seems like that that fits with the character. Yeah. And it fits with his personality. He's a, yeah. he, He's a guy that likes routine. Yeah. One of the things I liked was they always showed him doing his little hand exercises, exercises. before yeah. he does it. And you can tell that's when he's getting ready to do it, and that's when he gets interrupted every yeah. time. <laughs> uh, did you have a favorite uh, story from those? We'll talk about the, the finale in a minute here, but is there a, do you have a favorite of the episodic stories? Uh, actually, one that I really liked was uh, how they did Rock, paper, scissors, kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, what, what really, like, Takahashi's physical acting, like, really sells that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I also liked uh, one that I, we weren't able to read beforehand because only in right. Japanese. Uh, one that I thought was interesting was uh, Kushagara. <laughs> Which was? The one with the, the forbidden word. Oh. Or the band word right right uh you 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 cannot speak it or you'll become obsessed with yeah. <laughs> uh i also thought for uh hot summer martha they which like we also weren't able to read because mm -hmm. it's only in japan yes. uh they managed to really draw out the psychological horror of it okay yes. what was that story uh hot summer martha was uh Rohan uh, accidentally. Uh, Rohan ends up looking at a mirror. Oh yeah, and like it's then like a cursed mirror. Yeah, <laughs> a cursed mirror, and then three months have passed. And then he does it again, and three more months have passed. <laughs> yeah, and it, this yeah. And it keeps getting more. That's his life was lived, but not by him. Right, and, and he has to keep. He deals with like the horrific fallout. Yeah, and yes. the the one thing that was kind of odd for me was, uh, if they're cranking these things out, it, it seems like six months had gone by and the issue hadn't gone anywhere, or whatever. Because they were, st I know it was the three 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 balls versus four balls, or yeah. whatever. Three circles versus four, four circles. circles. Right. The story arc to his manga, Pink Dark Boy, <laughs> right. uh, had been going forward, but not done by him. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. It just, but it just seemed they were still back with that three, four ball three four circle yeah but he had by that point a figure to look at yeah um uh well it's like they the character was popular enough that the hot summer martha character was popular enough that they made a figure, figure. and then uh the fact that i don't want to give too much of the story away but there's sort of an obsessed fan that sort of has a relationship with yeah his not him yeah but she doesn't understand who the editor is at some point because she knocks, tries to kill her. Yeah. And you think the editor would have been showing up like the editor would show up all the time anyway. Yeah, well, we don't know what happened. Right, yeah, because <laughs> it wasn't there. But anyway. And the time skips. Yeah, it just, it was it was a really different story. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Yeah, I also liked uh, how cinematic uh, Rock, Paper, Scissors Kid was. <laughs> yeah. I also liked how they adapted The Run. Oh, yeah, that was... And what was that? The Run was uh, the guy that was obsessed with fitness. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was uh, crazy. Yeah, they were, in, they were in my way, so I got rid of him. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, 
Issei Takahashi's uh, physical acting was really uh, strong there. <laughs> um, and it's it's interesting because the stories sort of they're they're individual stories, but they have an arc overall. Yeah, because that that run also fits into the story where he goes and buys the the forest or whatever the hill. Yeah, he buys the mountains. Mountains, <laughs> yes, because of. Because that guy was, you know, it, it relates back to that guy yeah. and the fact that when he has, uh, the uh, when he misses those three months or whatever, and yeah. then three months again, and doesn't like what they ended up doing. She finds out it was the editor doing it, which yeah. was part of why I was wondering why she wouldn't know who he was. She was um, the rock paper scissor kid doesn't like the four circles and yeah. is mad at him for doing that. So yeah. I mean, it all kind of feeds in together, yeah, to a certain degree. Yeah. All right. Uh, so the the television series ends, and there's a theatrical movie. Yeah. In Japan, uh, Rohan at the Louvre, aka Rohan au Louvre, uh, and I forgot the Japanese title. Uh, it's based on this one shot. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, the I, it, you can tell it's a higher budget because they actually went to Paris to shoot yeah. it and they shot it in the loop. <laughs> yes. Yeah, um, which is rare from our understanding. Yes. Um, like to be allowed to film in there. Yeah, I wonder like if they, that. I wonder if they shot um, that film about the Da Vinci Code. If they shot that there, or I, not. I think Da Vinci Code was actually <sighs> okay. Um, uh, my understanding is there was only like one other Japanese movie that was filmed there. <laughs> but yeah. you get, I mean, one thing you get a real sense of, we can talk about the movie in a second, but it's just how massive the Louvre is. Yeah. <laughs> and I think they did a way better job in this than they did in the Da Vinci Code of really giving you the sense of how big it is. Yes. Yeah. And, um, that and was also how small the Mona Lisa is. <laughs> right, yeah. 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 All, all that fuzz or something that big. Um, but um, I, th that was. I you know I knew it was big, but I was like, wow! And it takes days to go through it. It would, yeah. it would be amazing yeah. to go there and just you'd have to spend a week at the Louvre. Probably. Yeah, it's <laughs> like they offhandedly mentioned something about taking three days to look at everything. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. I mean, I, I, that's sort of like the Smithsonian. It would take it takes a long time to go through it all. Yeah, people like you go and see you know like this. They say you go and see the Mona Lisa. And I've been to the Louvre. You know, no, yeah. you haven't really. It's, it's, uh, it's amazingly. Um, I was actually reminded uh, <coughs> from when I was, I believe, uh, when I was younger, there was, like, the, at a school, someone from the, like, faculty went to the Louvre, mm -hmm. and uh, the one thing I remember, because I was a kid with poor uh, <laughs> attention span, but the one thing I remembered was... Uh, in the Louvre, they conveyed you past the Mona Lisa because there was that much of a crowd. Right. So you only got to see it up close for like three right. seconds or right. something. Uh, but even then, you could still get the impression. It's like you could still see that, like, the eyes sort of follow you. <laughs> yeah, it'd be amazing to go and see that. Yeah. Uh, that really sparked my like. Okay, I gotta go to Paris. Yeah. <laughs> um, not that it, you know. Yeah. I didn't want to go before, but now for sure. That yeah, was incredible. The Louvre looked really incredible. Yeah. Uh, and then the, they also uh, naturally hired uh, French actors as well the French character. Yeah. <laughs> and it was also interesting hearing uh, characters speak a combination of French and Japanese. Right, and they brought in a, uh, I'll say a Japanese curator 
yeah of uh, who they'd brought in because they had found some yeah uh japanese art that i guess they didn't know they had yeah uh and then they they go down to the z3 z13 z13 yeah way down in the the bowels i assume which was a studio at that point but, right um you get the real sense of that you kind of like you could have had that yeah there because you know, <laughs> it was a uh a, pal a palace and a fortress and then a museum yeah. so you get the idea that you know maybe they you know it, could, it seemed oh, believable good. yeah just, but like, after a while it's like oh come on yeah they, i remember <laughs> uh, i remember reading one time like the way iraqi writes it's like even if something he's describing isn't a hundred percent like true yeah uh they're the way he writes about it for the purpose of the story you can just buy it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it seems it does seem believable yeah um and uh i don't, I don't know much how, how much you want to get into the story he's going there because he's looking for a particular art piece of art yes the uh black the black painting <laughs> right yeah. which is uh painted with the blackest ink yeah he was looking possible. for the, yeah he the was blackest looking. paint <laughs> yeah. he was sort of trying to find uh pigments right yes. he was kind of into pigments for a while and uh there was the he wanted to get the blackest black and that was supposedly a painting that was in the louvre that no the louvre didn't know they had right yeah or it was its existence was hidden away yeah, yeah. Yes. And, and we know why now yeah um, <laughs> Well, it's not spoiled. No, no, but it, um, and he uncovers sort of a whole little thing going on. Yeah, where they're <clears throat> forging stuff. Yeah. I guess I didn't realize that you, if you paint something at the Louvre, you have to paint it twenty percent bigger than it was originally. Yeah. So that's a way of keeping forgeries from hitting the market. I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's very interesting. And he got the impression too that he was the Louvre considered him important because he he had an, like somebody attached to kind of see him through all this. Yeah, it was kind of interesting too. Uh, yeah, you got the sense that uh, Rohan's uh, manga Pink Dark Boy is well known internationally, <laughs> yes. which is even in the uh, one shot. Like uh, they recreate a moment where he uh, encounters uh, French tourists uh -huh. and uh, or not tourists but French people, yeah. and uh, they they're like. Like, can you get, are you Rohong? Can you give an autograph? And then he, like, with a, like, a swipe of the pen or something, he yeah. has this, like, full. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah in the, in, I know that in the movie, he was like, she was like, oh, no, no, he's not going to do autographs. And he, like, does this elaborate thing with a, yeah. like, it was just literally a swash of a pen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You get the impression that he is a very quick, he wants to be yeah get it yes. done because he spends a lot of time coming up with ideas but yeah um yeah it was yeah it was a pretty well done movie yeah yes yeah i really liked it and, uh, you, and it's even watchable without having seen the drama series right it does help yeah unlike let's say the marvels you don't have to have seen it <laughs> but it does um yeah it does sort of stand on its own right yeah. uh, for those that have seen the drama the plot of the movie gets teased at the end of episode eight <laughs> right. yeah but yeah it is written in a way that you don't need to have seen everything because they still like explain uh heaven's door at the beginning and you can very quickly get a sense of rohan's relationship with his editor <laughs> right and so yeah it was uh you know it's just another chance to uh See Takashi. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm just kind of sorry that the series ended. Uh, if it has, for sure. 
Uh, there is still material that they could adapt, uh, although it would uh, it would be interesting to see whether or not they yeah do decide to continue. I mean, if they do, that would be great. Yeah, yes. I, I would watch it, but yeah, um, yeah. So I, I it's a it's a different s- story than I'll say JoJo. I mean, a different way of telling a story. Yeah, and uh, it's a little more acceptable. I mean, not acceptable, but uh, accessible. Accessible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That other a word. <laughs> um, so yeah, it it's uh, if yeah. So if you if you haven't watched it because of you know, if you have a chance to watch it, I would recommend that you at least give it a shot. Because yeah. you, you do get the, the the JoJo stand thing as a gift. Do we know how he got the gift? Uh, in okay. in the manga, mm-hmm. uh, he got it uh, after being shot by a special arrow. <laughs> okay. And, uh, but in the drama, it's explained that he's just born with it. Okay. Or Which just it, has it. Yeah. Which is also how it's presented in the original Rohan at the Louvre one shot, which kind of conflicts with the canon of JoJo. <laughs> but yeah. is, doesn't everybody get a standby being shot by an arrow? Uh, Mostly? Well, in JoJo, it really depends, but in part four and onwards, yeah, a lot of it is being shot by the arrow. Yeah. <laughs> which sounds really painful. <laughs> That's a way of getting a stand. Well, if the penalty for not getting, not being worthy of a stand is death, then... Yeah, I'll take the arrow. <laughs> 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 Give it a choice. Okay. <laughs> Shoot me with the arrow. Well, should, yeah. But anyway. All right. Anything else you guys want to say about? Uh, uh, uh we would still. Uh, and I have also really liked the one shots, and we would still recommend reading the one shots as well. But uh, the TV drama is the kind of maybe the perfect way for someone to dip their toe toes into the or feet into the world of jojo without having to commit to like a several seasons of anime right yes. and uh the one shots were also adapted into uh ovas that were also kind of sporadically released mm-hmm. uh and uh it'll be interesting to see how that handles the material as well. Uh, the uh, there are four OVAs. Mm-hmm. Uh, three of them were based on stories that were also adapted into the drama, but uh, adapts one that also adapts one story that was not. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good. Cool. Uh, yes. The only other thing left to say is uh i also liked the uh millionaire village story yes okay uh that was the one with uh you have to be uh exact with etiquette oh yes you can't you can't buy this property unless you have 100 percent perfect etiquette <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. The, and the it seems really strict etiquette yeah. I mean, and I don't know if that, I mean, like, you couldn't have, the servant could have his foot on the carpet or, or the rug. You or couldn't something. step on the edge of the tatami mat. Uh, you had to hold the teacup a certain way. Yeah, it was very, very strict. Depending on the elevation of the table. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you have to know a lot more than Yeah. I, I would care to learn, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so I think that about covers it. Yes. And then just as a gossipy thing, supposedly the two act actor and actress that played the leads are kind of a couple. Yeah. yeah yes. Which you kind of, you know, 
it seemed like a little odd after their relationship on the show, but they obviously have something in common. Yeah. So I, I just thought I'd pass that out. Is it good for them? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is, yeah. Uh, so uh, if you're watching this on YouTube later and you liked this, leave a like, subscribe if you want to see more. Leave a comment below uh, if you have opinions of your own about uh, JoJo Part for the Rohan one-shots, the Rohan OVA, or the Rohan drama. All right. And if you watch this far, type pink dark boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so until next time, I'm David Hankins. I'm Paul Hankins. I'm Trevor Hankins. And you've been on the air with Power Squared. <laughs>